zero to a hundred, hundred real quick. They be on that rap to pay the bill. And I don't feel that shit, not even a little bit. This is so surreal. This is so surreal. I'm Israel Gutierrez. Apparently having one life-changing moment after the next these days. <laughs> Ethan Skolnick here. I mean, I had a life-changing event today. My daughter uh, pooped on me for good luck. Oh, that's right, fantastic. Right, right through the diaper. Mazel tov, yep. I think, right? Yep, no, that's that's what we say. Thanks. Happy New Year, too. Shana Taba. All right, everyone. This is the debut episode, debut show of, uh, we're calling it Izzy and Ethan. Well, we're calling it whatever we want, right? I- no, Izzy I think they Ethan? decided on Izzy and Izzy Ethan. And it's, Ethan. It's, it's not alphabetical, but somehow you came yeah, first, so we're going to go with better. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, taking over for Dan Lebitard, who you know, has been on the uh, 10 to 1 or 9 to 1 uh, shift now. And this is just incredibly surreal for me. Ethan, I'm not sure if it is for you. You know, I know you've lived here for a very long time now, but I've lived here since I was two, and you know, listened to sports radio my pretty much you know since I could understand what sports were, and you know, like growing up and listening to all kinds of amazing people in this industry do this drive time show, and you know, thanks in large part to Dan's big shift to the day, we get to do this, and I've always felt a little bit like. Um, I don't know. When it comes to the bigger names and the more established names, I've kind of felt like the you know the guy on the sidecar on the motorcycle that just kind of tags along and has been able to to get this great wave of of a uh, uh, I don't know success or what have you based on other people around me. But now this kind of makes it feel pretty cool. Like this makes it feel like all right, I, I'm riding the motorcycle now. Yeah. Well, when you were two that you've been <laughs> down here, I think that's probably when I moved down here at about 22. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been down here a long time, obviously following sports radio and, and I think, you know, you and I are both, uh, you know, we're kind of the guys who've gotten a few starts in, in a variety of places. And like now they're basically saying, okay, um, you, you're the face of the franchise to a certain degree. Uh, your face a little, you know, better looking than mine. So we'll have to lead with you. Maybe that's where the Izzy and Ethan thing came from, but no, I think we're honored obviously to be on this slot. I mean, Israel and I have known each other for people who don't know since, was it 1998? Nine? 99, 99, summer of 99. We were both working. I came down here in 1996 to work at the Palm Beach Post, basically because I'd gotten out of grad school and I needed to live in my parents' house because I wasn't going to have money to live anywhere else. And so I took a part-time job at the Palm Beach Post. And the Post you know, had this great tradition and still does. Um, and Tim Burke was the sports editor at the time there with Nick Michelle. And they they were giving young writers a chance. I mean, that was the big thing that they were doing. And so they, they handed me the Dolphins beat when I was 24. And then I think you came in a couple years later. They gave me the Marlins beat at 22 and then the heat after you left after at 23. Left. Yeah, you followed me to a couple places, they right? They kind of draft. Well, listen, you, let's not get into You move around a lot. That's I, why I, you, I, <laughs> I, I do, but I make recommendations for you, too. You yes, know, it's, yes, it's good. No. So I moved down to the Herald. They kind of drafted like that. the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, that, that early, you know, late 90s, 2000s at the Palm Beach Post. Created a lot of, you know, really, I guess, you know, just powerful, good writers right now. Just personalities. Half personality. of ESPN worked at the Palm Beach Post. Yeah, yeah, uh, da- I mean, Dan Graziano, Todd Archer, Joe Shad, Jeff Darlington. I mean, it's a whole long list. So you and I were there together uh, in the late 90s. We've been friends for a long time. Obviously, I didn't think we'd ever get this opportunity to work together because, again, since we were both at the Herald about um, 13, 14 years ago, mm-hmm. we have not. We've been on other sides of the fence and now we have the chance to do this. So, you know, I think you and I were interested in doing this for a few reasons. I think one, you know, I think it'd be cool to spend three hours a day with you and doing this show. Mm-hmm. And additionally, you know, I think we both have some things to say and some contacts in the market. And ideally, you know, we would like to make this a show where the athletes, the coaches, the media personalities in this market 
feel like they can talk about local sports. I mean, you and I have both gone on to national places, but we're both here. Like, we're doing local stuff all the time. Um, and obviously, we both have an NBA bent recently. Right, right. But I covered the Dolphins for 10 years. We're going to have Dolphin guests on. I know tomorrow we have a Dolphin guest that's already, uh, we've already booked. We're going to have Dolphin guests on regularly. You have obviously covered all the sports down here. So this is not going to be just an NBA show. I know there was some concern about that. We're going to cover uh, all the sports that are major here in South Florida. Obviously, this time of year, people are talking football, so we're going to do a lot of that. Well, we won't shy away from our strengths, obviously. We will do uh, what we are good at. And there will. And this is, you know, a sort of growing NBA town. So, you know, when, it, when it's time to talk about that, we will. And it just so happens that it's kind of a slow day, slow middle of the week right now. So we're going to get a little bit into that. Uh, we do have a surprise potential guest. Don't know when that phone line's going to ring. It might. It might not. So if that happens, uh, and if it doesn't happen, then you know we'll, we'll continue the surprise tour, uh, tomorrow and possibly even Friday. We will have Eric Spolstra on today at five fifteen. Uh, you know, one of our favorite people in this business, and you know, in the NBA, is Eric Spolster. So it's going to be great to catch up with him. And he hates doing radio, so he's doing us a huge favor by coming on. Uh, we'll talk to Dan Levitard a little bit later this hour, uh, probably at about four forty-five. We'll talk about follow. You know, we're going to have him calling himself great, right? Because we're going to be talking to him about following up a, a legend, <laughs> which is going to be difficult Well, here. as we've said, I mean, we are not uh, the first people in this market to have to follow a successful Dan. Right. And I think we will get into this as the show progresses, but there has been, there. some people have had better success following Dan's than yeah. others. We hope to be on one end of the <laughs> spectrum as opposed to the under end of the spectrum. First thing we got to do, though, is I feel like we kind of have to lower some expectations here. Because, you know, as much as I want to, you know, thank all of, you know, Twitter and everybody that, uh, the, the, the movement that was Izzy and the Juice, which, which was not six to 10 people right. tweeting on a perhaps, constant basis, perhaps, or six to 10 people with 16 different Twitter accounts. Uh, <laughs> either way, message came across. And as we've been sort of announcing, as we've been getting closer and you've been doing most of the tweeting, listen, I've been a head case the last few days. And. I literally was driving up from Key West today, had my dog in the back seat, threw up one time on the way on the drive up. Uh, it's been a mess, and he actually threw up while I was talking to Zazlo and Joy this morning. And uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. But uh, so you've done a lot of the heavy lifting lately in terms of promoting. Well, in terms I don't of have another job right guests. now. <laughs> <laughs> you in do. Gra- well, you do have a child. In terms of grabbing some guests and everything else. So a lot of the Twitter responses have been sort of directed at you based on your uh, tweets. Yeah. But give us a taste of what some of the people are saying because, again, we're following Dan here. Like, you get used to Dan and Stu Gatz and you love that show and it's national and it's legendary already. But uh, we got to get, you know, we got to get into this. We've got to create something for ourselves. So it might take some time. But what are we hearing so far? Yeah, I feel like you do, that the expectations for this show are a little bit high. I, I think we need to lower them somewhat, um, you know, just 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 slightly, because, you know, some of the, the tweets that we've gotten, although, again, very nice. We appreciate it. I'm on Twitter all the time. One of the reasons that I stayed uh, so active on Twitter was to develop a relationship with the people there, particularly when I was on my one-year sabbatical uh, to Ohio, that I was able to maintain a relationship <laughs> with Heat Twitter. Uh, we'll get into that on another day. But 
you know, these tweets have been really, really, really nice. We appreciate it. We, you know, obviously the hashtag Izzy and the Juice. We decided not to go with that for the show. There was also I, I a, loved it, but your name's not actually in it. No, so. it, no. Well, that is sort of my name. That's how <laughs> some people know me, and my middle initial is not really J, but I use it because of the Juice thing. And so we appreciate you guys pushing that out there. And then, of course, there were some who pushed out Israel and the Jew. <laughs> that was started by gotta, Jonathan Zaslow. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. I, 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 I'm going to take issue with that because. I believe that I came up with that. I believe that I'm the one who said to Zaslow, or I thought it was to you, frankly, but apparently it was Zaslow when I said it'd be a great name for the show, Israel and the Jew. And I was kind of nervous because I didn't know if that would be funny or not. Well, yeah, there's this, <laughs> there's this, yeah, there's this, uh, there's this lack of clarity about what is offensive and what is not offensive. The word Jew is not offensive. I'm not offended right. by someone calling it's me like when you're, Jewish. Uh, you know, there's a line I am from Jewish. Uh, Thirty Rock where he said uh, somebody said the word Mexican and he goes, "Oh, I don't think you could say that." Right. No. So you could have said this, but I don't know that Israel and the Jew would have worked very well on billboards, <laughs> except maybe in Century, over Century Village in Boca Raton. So I think that was really the only place that we would have gotten any additional audience. So we do appreciate that and everything that you've done. But some of these tweets. I mean, I, I just don't know that we can live up to it. I mean, the ones that say, looking forward to today, this is uh, one we got. You guys are going to have a great show. I mean, yeah, okay, we might have a great show eventually. I can't promise one today, but eventually we plan on having a great show. I mean, this one is from one of my two or three favorite movies, Swingers. You guys are so money and you don't even know it. Well, I, the second part is true. We don't even know it. I would agree with that. And Vince Vaughn, you know, his career has kind of teetered off the edge since that movie, too. So I, I don't know if that should still be one of my two or three favorites. But but this one, you know, and this other one can't wait. You guys will do great. That's very nice. But a couple of these, like this one from uh, from Gator Boy 1980, who is someone who's followed me for a long period of time. I, I get to know my followers very well. But this one, you all can hold it down. I think you guys will be better, as in us versus Levitard. I don't think we'll be better. So you know, I, I don't. That's not something we're aspiring to be. But we appreciate that. Uh, in this one too. Uh, there's a couple that, that are getting, you know, sort of a little demanding here. This one is, uh, uh, this is from Honestly Able. Best of luck to you and Iz Gutierrez today. Again, very nice. Hope you make all of us who demanded Izzy and the Juice look smart. That's a lot of, that's a lot of pressure uh, here. And and then there's another one that says, happy for you guys. This is from uh, Mr. Right 7, show better not suck. So this is the a few of them might. I'll tell you right now. Right, right. I mean, we are not probably going to be perfect every day because we can't be, and you know that's going to be a difficult thing to pull off. But we are going to try to be uh, as informative as we can, have some fun on here. We are going to be uh, very open to listener engagement. So we're going to take the text. I'm not going to sit here the whole show and read every one of them, but we will take the text, and we will also at some point open up the phone lines, and we have some ideas too to kind of bring the community into this a little bit. You know, one of the things that, that I've tried to do on Twitter, I know you have to a degree also, is feel part of this community in terms of talking sports. Yes. And we are going to do that. You know, we want your opinions. We're not right about everything. Israel and I are not going to agree on everything, obviously. But we want to bring as much information as we can, particularly about the teams that you care the most about. That's going to start probably with the Heat and the Dolphins. You know, because those are the two teams in this town. But the Marlins, the Panthers, the Hurricanes, they have a chance to make us care. That's the way I view this. And so we're going to have an open forum here. And as those teams warrant coverage, we're going to cover them and we'll bring on guests from those shows. Yep. From those teams. And along the way, we'll mess things up. But hopefully, whatever reason you like us, you will continue to hear that from us. And uh, we can create uh, a good following here on this afternoon show. But again, 
We've got Dan Lebertard coming up uh, later this hour. We've got Eric Spolster at 5.15. Got a couple of uh, maybe callers that are going to call in, whether it be uh, you know colleagues of ours or very loyal listeners. So mm-hmm. um, we'll have a, a good, good first three hours here. This is uh, Izzy and Ethan on 790 The Ticket. We're already failing people, Ethan. <laughs> no, I mean, this we're, is... We're about, we've already let people down. This is awful. I don't even want to go to the text line, but I'm just Step setting Twitter. One, the name of the show they don't like. Right, they don't like <laughs> it. Well, because they didn't come up with it. And and to be honest, we didn't come up with it either. But here's the thing. I'm 42 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm still going by a nickname that I was given when I was four. And how many times have you explained the nickname? You might as well explain it in our uh, first show, uh, right? right? Here, yeah, here's where it came from, basically. Juice is it's your been nickname. my entire identity my whole life. Um, essentially, where this came from was that my father was in the juice business <laughs> in New York. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. He was in the juice in business. In the juice business. In Garden City, New York. And What line of the juice? Blueberry? It was strawberry, juicy, juicy juice. Ju- it was, you know, it was, the, it was the, uh, it was we had we had golden and we had red. I don't, I really don't know why we named. It's a pretty big business back then. That stuff, yeah. I used to go run around in the in the factory in the freezers. <laughs> my brother and I would go get lost. So I was like four or five years old, and I tried out for these commercials, and you know, my father was the president of the company. So like, there were all these other like four and five year olds who were going to have their dreams crushed because like, no matter, unless I completely screwed the thing up. Mm-hmm. I was going to get the gig. And, you know, all I really had to do was sit there for eight hours, like with my knees on a shopping cart with someone pretending to be my mother. And they would give me Oreo cookies and I would complain that I wasn't getting enough food. But I did get the gig. And so. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. I mean, it worked out. I got a quarter every time it was on, I think. I don't know where that money went. And so I did I did get the gig. And at, at camp, you know, the kids would count how many times they saw me on television. So I got this nickname, Juice. And for some reason, it has stuck for the last 37 or 38 years. But the problem is, uh, once you cross that 40 threshold, it's fine to, like, have the J in the middle initial on mm-hmm. your byline and not, and you know, have to explain it to people who know that's not my middle name. But it's another thing to put it in the title of a major drive time show on a major radio station in a major market. So I think it's probably better, because I am going to be writing for someone, that we go with my given name that my mother worked very hard to decide on for me which no one else had that name while I was growing up, and I felt very much like an outcast. But I think, and Izzy... You're talking to a guy named Israel. Well, I know, but see, that's the thing. I, I do think that's where some, there's some confusion for people because you're going by a shortened name. It's not a, It's sort of a nickname, but I'm going by my real name. It's just kind of, it's one of those deals where it's just people call you Izzy too much, and I never used to really like to hear my own, myself say that. Like, sa- saying Izzy as, as referring to myself sounds weird, but, you know... Uh, it's hooked, you know. It's grown, and, and it's it's not a nickname entirely. It's kind of my name, but anyway. So this whole this whole thing happened really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in a you span know, of like an hour and a half. No, well, almost. <laughs> uh, more like it felt like about a week and a half because there was a lot, just a lot of uh, a lot of things going on, a lot of movement, and it was going to be last minute regardless. But uh, on top of the fact that it came last minute overall, it also happened to be sort of a poor time for me because. You know, I was about to do a little something like get married, and uh, so it 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 feels like Izzy and Ethan doesn't necessarily have to be the name of the show, but I don't think the name of the show matters. Like you can call it whatever you want. Well, Just, I think people are going to call it a whole lot of things. Yeah. Right. I mean, on all on all ends of the spectrum. But no, look, I'm okay with this for now. This is fine. Like I said, I mean, Ethan is my given name. I should probably stick with it uh, for a little while. But I do appreciate all the suggestions that everybody's put out there on the name, and we will try to take your suggestions 
uh, to management when it is appropriate to take those suggestions to management. I, w- I just wanted to mention this because for some reason in my life, I feel like a lot of major dates coincide with something else. Like, for example, uh, when the marriage equality law, uh, the Supreme Court ruling came down, happened to be on my birthday, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. Today, random, would have been my grandfather's, my maternal grandfather's 100th birthday, which, you know, it's pretty interesting that my uh, aunt told me that when we were uh, in Key West this past week. So I just think it's pretty cool. But we're here, sitting here following up uh, Dan Lebetard, right? And you're, mm-hmm. you're the one who came up with the idea of, uh, you know, following up a Dan in this town isn't necessarily something that's been successful. No, no, it, it really hasn't. Um, and there's a long list of people who've tried and failed to follow a successful, you know, to follow a very successful Dan in this town, and of course, the the most uh, the most known. We were going to talk about Dan Morley here a little bit, but I think really we'll we'll lean towards Marino, and and so I think really the question is going to be who are we going to be? Are we going mm-hmm. to be, uh, you know, are we going to be John Beck, you know, highly touted when we came in, and, and then a little older, a little older, right? We are both a little older, and then out of sort of the radio business, sort of like he's out of the league now. Within two I'm not, or three I'm years, I'm not okay with John Beck. Okay, so nope. John Beck doesn't work for you. Um, are, are we going to be, uh, you know, uh, Cleo Lemon? I mean, if I'm not okay with John Beck, you think I'm going to be okay with Cleo Lemon? I think more people know your name nationally than knew Cleo Lemon's name, nationally. <laughs> <laughs> especially that, after the last week. That's probably true. Right. Okay. I know who you want to be. Let's just get to it. Well, no, I mean, I've always, you know, had an affinity for Jay Fiedler. Mm-hmm. And I and you know I know that this might horrify some Dolphin fans who are always giving Jay a hard time because Jay sort of embodied the difficulty of following a great Dan. But you know Jay won a lot, right? Like I would be very happy if people thought of us as the Jay Fiedler who followed the Dan Marino. Like we won a lot. We had some iconic moments. I mean, you remember two thousand one barely and the. Well, you remember the touchdown against the Raiders. I remember Raiders. it, but yeah, I think you're setting your bar. See, I, even though we just talked about lowering expectations for the show. I mean, I think if your if your ultimate goal is to be Jay Fiedler, no offense, Jay Fiedler, I, I think you, you. I think we you, should have Jay on the show to talk about the difficulties of following a great Dan. I mean, who are the other options here? I'm trying to think. I mean, would we? You you don't want to be Trent Green like where we're both concussed here and no, you know within the first couple that of would weeks. Make for confusing radio. No, um, Tyler Thigpen, where we just get one show and then we get called into the office tomorrow and get told we're not ever doing this ever again. What was the uh, the AJ with the uh, oh AJ Fielding? Like we're always falling on our ass. Yeah, right. Yep, that probably that, be good. that probably is not good. I mean, you know, Chad Henney, where you know they could have had uh you know they they could have had in that draft matt ryan so everybody's always thinking about the other hosts they could have had for this slot that's probably not probably not good either um neither you or i has uh people who've been in fathers have been in the radio business before so i don't know that the brian greasy analogy is appropriate right no i think we have to i think we have to get off the whole thing entirely i, I might even go toward the dan marley who, who followed up dan marley i feel like it was kendall gill yeah, that that was, was Jim a, Jackson. Jim that, Jackson. That was a weird team. That was Kendall okay. Gill and Jim Jack. They had like all like the guys who were like thirty two and had played well for somebody else. That was like Travis Best, right? Mm-hmm. Sed Sabalos was on that team. My favorite Sed Sabalos memories were always him eating Cheetos right before the yep, game. Yep. My favorite was Tang Hamilton. Oh, he was on that team too, wasn't yeah. he? Tang Tang the Cookie Man. <laughs> That's right. And they asked him. Uh, I remember uh, Tim Donovan, the PR guy, asked him one time, "Why why do they call you Cookie Man?" And he said. Because I like cookies. <laughs> okay, that's a matter I, I, of simple I, I, taste. I'm good with Tang Hamilton. So are you? Well, if we went back to the Marino analogy, though, are yeah. we? Are I mean, you're not okay with Fiedler. So the only other option there would be, unless we're going to say Ryan Tannehill, and we have to see what that's going to become. I mean, you know, are we? Are we promising? Are people saying we're about to take the next step? 
take the ticket to the playoffs? Um, or are we Chad Pennington, where we just have one, oh, one glorious year and walk one. off into the sunset? I, I don't know if we'll do the one glorious year, but that first year better be good. I think we've already made more mistakes in the first 25 minutes of the show than Pennington made the entire, made the entire season. season. No, I mean, they I did disagree. set a record for fewest turnovers committed, right? Oh, or we could be, here's another one. We could be Joey Harrington who had one moment of glory, which was in Detroit on Thanksgiving. And all Joey was known for other than this was for playing the piano really well. Like, we right, always right, just talk right. about playing the piano. But they were in Detroit, and I always remember this because the turkey was the best I've ever had. It was great press box turkey. I mean, if you're going to be away on Thanksgiving, do it in a place that always hosts Thanksgiving. And Joey had a, played a great game and then entertained the media in, like, the interview room for 55 minutes. Like, it's like, you know, when an athlete has, like, one moment and they know it's probably going to be the last great moment of their career, he talked to everybody. Like, he talked to bloggers who came in from, like, Indiana for, like, 25 minutes. He was so happy. So I don't know if Joey Harrington's a great option here either. It's a terrible option. I I like the Chad Pennington one. What do you think of Izzy E in the afternoons? But then nobody knows I'm on the show. (laughs) All right, they just think my last name is E. Right. I mean, I, I get I get the reference. I mean, Easy e didn't have a great death, so I don't know if that's really the direction we want to take yeah, this you're in right. either. You're right. I, I think that's a I bad mean, I th- idea. I think one of my names, whether it's my real name, my middle name, my last name, or my nickname, should be on the show title somewhere, right? Yes. Skolnick. I don't know if we can work with Skolnick too much. Probably not. Um, but, you know, I mean, with all the press that you've gotten lately, though, I'm just happy to be here on your coattails a huh. little bit. And well, we should we should talk about that because we your, weekend, your weekend was a lot of fun down there in the Keys. And like you said, it's been a little bit been a little bit hectic. You've had many more life changing events than I have recently. I've hardly figured out how to change diapers. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get into that maybe a little bit later. Uh, again, Dan Levitard is going to join us at 445. And we'll have Eric Spolster at 515. That one, I'm sure, promises to be fun. He's usually at his best when he is not in season, right? Uh, So this is, I guess, Izzy and Ethan, still. Israel Gutierrez and Ethan Skolnick back with you here. Don't know what the name of the show is yet. I'm guessing it's Izzy and Ethan right now. But uh, there's a couple of uh, recommendations here. What do you think of this one, Ethan? Go ahead. Handsome and handsomer. I like that. I'll let you guys decide how to split up the adjectives. Although that's somebody somebody whose uh, Twitter handle is Pants Free Zone. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, drinking the juice with Izzy and Ethan on 790 The Ticket. Yeah, see, I think they're just trying to take the juice I, out of the whole I feel title like that thing. sounds like we're just getting drunk. Which, you know what? Might be fun. Well, but you know how I drink, though. I mean, yes, that's, barely. Well, I mean, it barely just takes a long time. Um, I, I we have a, we have a couple of suggestions here, and by the way, we are going to talk sports. I promise that we are going to get to that. We feel like we should introduce what's going on here a little bit today, but we are going to get to sports. We will do the headlines. We will get to who practiced for the Dolphins. We will get to all of that stuff. Uh, we should have you know an extended run here where we can get to all your little sports nuggets, but. We just want to get into a little bit of who we are and what we're trying to do. So, uh, But then I did get this on the tweets, which yeah. I wanted to read here, uh, about the quarterback that we embody in following a great Dan. And, and uh, I think this one uh, this one fits, actually. Uh, the right answer is this is from uh, Lowell J. Baker. The right answer is Tannehill. We've seen flashes, but still a lot to prove. Don't screw up the new contract. Okay, but then what if we're criticizing Tannehill at any point, we're essentially criticizing ourselves. Well, but we're going to do that, though. We're going to make fun of ourselves on the show. I think All that's right. fine. Well, we've got uh, we've got uh, our first caller. We've got our first call. It's not even a caller, right? 
don't know if this counts as a caller. All right, who do we got, Grant? Jason Jackson, you there, Jason? That would be Tyrone Biggums. Oh, Tyrone Biggums. <laughs> what up, Biggums? Car, Israel. How are you, Jason? Uh, first of all, guys, forget about me, but not long. Like 30, <laughs> 30 seconds. Uh, congratulations. Thank this you, is, bud. This is magnificent. This is what I went to school to do, was afternoon drive. They pay much more money at night on television. So, so I, I went a whole nother route with it. But this is what I wanted to do. So you guys, right now, you're my heroes. You're doing sports talk in the afternoon in a major market. I know everybody tries to call our market like this middle to, to small market. It's not. This is this is the big time. This is the big deal. Uh, you guys have done everything you need to do to deserve this space. Uh, and don't 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 bleep it up. Seriously. Hey, you know what? We just messed it up. You know why? Why? We got to drop you. We got to drop you, bud. Why so? Because the the best uh, our our surprise guest is here. That's ridiculous. There's two ge- there's two gentlemen across the glass that were just jumping up and down and like love, crazy. I people. love that you're being bumped for him because I think he's gonna get a kick yes. out of the fact yes. that he bumped you. So why don't you just like listen to what we're doing here? Sure, Maybe we'll bring here. you on I'll another time. Here. You just hang we'll out. Take, we'll take we'll take all that advice. Thank you, Jason. Thank you're you welcome. very much. Really and appreciate go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So all right, now joining us on the resort world bimini guest line is our secret guest, and his name happens to be Dwayne Wade. Dwayne, how you doing? What's up? How y'all doing? I'm good. I'm very good. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, Ethan, uh, you've got the release there, right? Yeah, you know, what? you're uh, you're being honored again tonight. Like, doesn't this happen like every night? What's what's uh, what, what's the latest? What are you being honored for this time? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen every day, I'll tell you that. But um, I am being honored tonight. You know, I'm going into the Hall of Fame out here in um, in our great great state of Florida. So I'm. Um, I'm very excited. I've been. That's why I was a little late on the call. I've been trying to prepare my speech. We figured. So I apologize. There's no <laughs> worry. It's the uh, the Greater Miami Chamber of Commerce Sports Hall of Champions, and you're going to be inducted alongside. If I got this right, is it Chris Everett and Jack, Jack Nicholas? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Well, it's an honor for me for sure. So I'm 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 excited. My family's excited. Everyone's getting all dressed and ready to go. So. Good. Well, Dwayne, thanks for thanks for you know joining us on the first show. Now, Ethan was going to try to tell you that you have to do this every week now because you did it on the first <laughs> show, but we're going to we're going to take you off the hook there and say thanks. But um, I think we want to start off with the real pressing issues here. You were wearing a Jets jersey. Uh, can you please explain to everybody down here why you were wearing a Jets jersey and that you weren't uh, jumping ship or or trying to annoy people? <laughs> No, it was, that was about the name on the back, not the name on the front. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very, very um, good friends with Brandon Marshall. Um, actually, when he came out to play for the Dolphins, we became friends, and then he went to play for my beloved Bears, and I became a psycho fan friend. And uh, we've done some community things together. Uh, so, you know, he was actually the one who gave me the information to go to Harvard, et cetera. So we have a great relationship, and um Really like that guy, man. So, you know, just going to support him and um, showing my love and support, um, you know, to to my friend, you know, more so than worrying about uh, a sport that I don't play. <laughs> or <laughs> I'm worried about, you know, supporting my friend. That I was very, very hurt that he got that, that the Bears let him go. But I'm glad he found a home and um, in the Jets. And even though it's a rivalry for um, the Dolphins, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a good thing because it, it makes the sport great. And uh, I'm glad he's happy over there. We're talking to Dwayne Wade here on 790 The Ticket on the Resorts World 
Bimini guest line. Uh, Dwayne, you mentioned we talk about the Jets thing, but that's not sort of the only conflict that you've got going on because I believe your wife has a certain preference for a certain college football team that is also playing a Miami <laughs> team this week. How are we handling that one, particularly after you got the chance to go out there uh, to Lincoln and experience that? Well, listen, listen, I love the city of Miami and the the whole way county and all that. But what's more important to me is making sure my household is <laughs> calm and quiet and happy. So I'm going I'm rolling with my wife. I'm sorry, guys. I got married into being a Cornhusker, and uh, I got to support. Now, I love supporting Miami, so I get a chance to go to the game and support both. But uh, in this house, it's Cornhuskers now. What was the coolest thing about that experience? going out there um well it, one of the coolest things was going down and just you know kind of getting the background of my wife and you know kind of where she grew up and hearing the stories going through the, how the homes that she was at going and knock on next door neighbors doors like crazy people and just trying to you know me to understand but also just try to you know get her to just remember you know where, where she came from and remember those moments and then have an opportunity to go to Lincoln, uh, Nebraska, and get a chance to go and visit certain places. Um, well, to me, it was an honor that, that you know, they opened their doors up for, for us to go in there. The basketball team got a chance to talk to them, which is very cool. I kept it real, real, real with them. And then got an opportunity to tour the football facilities and see the amazing – I mean, they got top-of-the-line things out there, man, that we don't have in professional sports. And I was just letting them know, listen, right here and here, this ain't real life right in here. Y'all better enjoy these four years. Um, but I got a chance to see 90-plus thousand in a sea of red in, the, in, um, in Nebraska at the game. And even though it was a heartbreaking loss, it was a great experience for me. So wait a second. So it's a Nebraska football household now. Is Udonis still allowed in? Because I imagine oh, you'd have to him, keep him and Gabby separated this week, no? Listen, you don't even want to know the text messages I got from UD already. <laughs> I didn't got some I didn't got some U Udonis kind of text messages already. But um uh, it's all good. We all going to the game, so it'd be a little trash talking going on. But um, you know, like I said, I didn't I went to Marquette. We didn't have a football team. Right. I don't have a college football team. I'm I'm up for adoption and I'm looking to adopt. <laughs> so we'll see who impressed me. <laughs> all right, we're talking to Dwayne Wade here on seven ninety the ticket. And Dwayne, your off season we, we got to follow a lot of it. In, on social media, on Snapchat, on some of these other places. And we're seeing these photos of you with your teammates a lot this summer. How did that come about? And, I mean, were you guys... Were out in L.A. specifically? Out in L.A., you guys were searching for the Joshua Tree and uh, with all these pictures <laughs> in the desert. Did you organize some of that stuff? How did that come to pass? Well, the, the L.A. thing was um, was all Chris Bosch. I can take no credit for that. You know, Chris came to me. We both stay in L.A. in the summertime, and he came to me and um, came up with the idea that he wanted to take the guys, you know, elsewhere. I think the the, the reason it came about last year, man, was a tough year for, for everyone. Um, you know, the summer and, and LeBron leaving and everyone was all up in arms, and then we put this team together and, you know, we had a lot of injuries going on, and the team never got a chance to really learn each other and get to know each other. You know, we didn't do the things that we'd done in the past to kind of build that bond, that chemistry. Everyone was to themselves, and it was kind of an idea to say, hey, man, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do it different this year. We gotta, you know, build this brotherhood, build this bond sooner um, than later if we want to, if we want to compete um, the way that I think we all do. So it was Chris' idea to do that, and uh, we had an amazing time out there, Joshua's Tree, just hanging as guys and mm -hmm. and uh, working out together and. 
you know, all those things. So it was cool. Well, we see LeBron copied you down here, but we're not going to say anything about that. I'll just follow <laughs> up with this question. Uh, how does Chris, how does CB look? I mean, obviously trying to get himself back into health. There have been a couple pictures. I think the angles were just off that he looks like he's really bulked up up top. Uh, I, you know, back in the day, he tried to do that in Toronto and his knees were hurting him. So I doubt he's trying to get that big. But how is he looking and what can you tell fans about uh, about CB right now? Well, I mean, it's, 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 you know, we're not even training camp yet. So everyone's, you know, expectations of everyone's bodies and conditioning and everything right now, especially someone who missed, you know, so much of the season. It's going to take Chris a little while to get back into the floor of things. But what he has been doing is he has been working on his body. So, you know, he's bulked up a little bit. He's put on probably, you know, you know a little extra weight. But I don't think it's nothing, you know, at the age now that he is with the way he plays and how, you know, he plays at his own pace, et cetera. I don't, I don't see it nothing that will hurt him, his game at all. I mean, his trainers know what he's doing and and everything. But you know, in the workout, Chris looked like Chris. You know, obviously we have to get up and down the court, and you know all those things, and all this time have to come back. But you know, he's excited to be playing the game again, man. And that's why I see, I see like a grown little kid, you know, out there. We're talking to Dwayne Wade on the Resorts World Bimini guest line. Dwayne, your own approach to this off season. Again, we see some of the pictures there, too, and some of the things you've done with your body. What was kind of your approach as you wanted to come into training camp? And and how do you see this season? It's it's obviously a different group than you got to play with all the last year. How do you see your own sort of role with this team evolving? Well, I mean, for, for myself individually, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be turning 34 this year. I'm going into my 13th year in the league. And if you ask a lot of people, they probably didn't think I'd make it this long with the way that I play the game of basketball um, and the style of play. But, you know, every year you come in, you try to challenge yourself. Um, and this summer was just trying to challenge myself to my body. And, you know, I the last couple of summers I've worked with, you know, my, my amazing trainer, Tim Grover. And this year I decided to, to switch trainers, go a different way um, to, to give my body something different, um, a different experience. And I'm working with a trainer down here named Dave. Alexander and um, you know just trying different things and uh, it's I've been feeling good but you know the season's not in yet um, but I've been working on my body and that's the biggest thing you can do is you you work hard to prepare yourself for those moments and hopefully when the moments come um, you know you can you know live up to you know the, the moment or the situation so for me going into my 13th year um, especially coming off last year is doing whatever I can to help this team win I've always done that you know and and I don't know why people in Florida like to test my, um, like to test, you know, kind of my faith and my belief and my love and all this for Miami um, because I wear a jersey <laughs> to a game or because it's that I am, you know, I am, you know, in this community. I've done everything that I possibly can from the basketball standpoint and everything to try to, you know, help this town be successful. And I will, you know, continue to do that. It's you know, sometimes the business side steps in. Yeah. But, you know, the heart is there, the love is there, and, um, you know, I continue to do that. That's how much they love you, Dwayne. That's all it is. Like, they don't want you to be uh, anywhere else or to be loyal to anywhere else or even like anybody yeah. else. They love you down yeah. here. So, yeah, don't question uh, my loyalty, y'all. Yeah. Do not question my loyalty. Real quick, how'd you end up on a plane with Pat? Was that really a random coincidence that he was on your flight, or did you guys know you were going to be on the same flight? No, no, very random. So this is what happened. Uh-huh. So I get to the airport and I'm headed to New York. Um, you know, my wife's up there for Fashion Week and I got some things planned. And I'm, so I get to the airport and you know I have you know the people that walks me to the plane. So on my way to the plane, the, the lady was walking me. She said, "Oh, I have a surprise for you." So I'm like, "Oh, surprise, huh?" So I get on the plane. As soon as I get on, I look to my left and I see Coach Riley sitting there and he's got his phone out to take a picture of my reaction. <laughs> 
and he's moved my seat. I was supposed to be in a different seat. He's moved my seat right next to his. And um, we ended up being seatmates on up to New York. He was going to the Hall of Fame, and I was going to, um, you know, to my side of New York. So it was, it was cool, man. We talked for a little while. Then he said, "Get some sleep," and I, I passed out. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because sometimes you get seated next to somebody on a plane. This happens to me as much as I travel, and it's like, oh god, this guy, this guy's going to talk to me the entire time. I mean, you didn't. There wasn't like a little look away, like, oh my, I'm going to be hearing stories about the Lakers, and we're hearing stories about the Knicks and Ewing and all that stuff. There wasn't any of that trepidation. When when you sat down next. You've heard them all. Yeah, no, I, I, it wasn't all that. You know, one, one thing is, and I actually enjoy like one-on-one conversations that I have. You know, with with um, with Coach Riley, to me is I, I enjoy those moments. I mean, he's he's a great mind, you know, Hall of Famer, and you know, you have to take those moments and you know and, and really respect them. Uh, but. Yeah, it was none of that. You know, we talked a little bit about basketball. We talked about family. We talked about eating. We talked about all kinds of vacations. And and then, you know, he told me to go and get some sleep, which I was happy because I was very, very tired. But uh, it wasn't even all that. All right, Dwayne. Well, we're going to let you go because you're going to be inducted into the Greater Miami Chamber of Commerce's Sports Hall of Champions alongside names like Jack Nicholas and Chris Everett. That's pretty, pretty darn impressive, but we expect no less from you. Hey, Dwayne, thanks for always being good to us. We're just starting this show right here. I'm sure we'll have you on down the road, but thank you very much for joining us on the first show, man. Really appreciate it. Well, I'm glad I could be on, fellas. Anytime, man. Anytime. All right, we're going to take you up on that. So you're calling tomorrow, 445. <laughs> <I'm> available. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks, Dwayne. See you at Media Day. That, was, right. that was Dwayne Wade bumping Jason Jackson as he should have. Uh, well, and he probably shortened up our interview with Dan Levitar, but we'll still talk to Dan next. All right, Izzy and Ethan back here with you. We're going to keep it relatively brief with uh, Dan Levitar. Relatively because, brief? We have like 35 seconds. Because, you know, humble brag, we just had Dwayne Wade on. And, uh, <laughs> you know, this station doesn't get enough of Dan Levitar. Here's another few minutes. Dan is joining us here on the Resorts World Bimini guest line. And it's a simple question, Dan. How do we follow you up in this time slot? Well, I figure you have very little time for me because Ethan was probably <laughs> It wasn't also true. We're talking too much. It was, it was, were his questions to Dwayne extra long? Like because they were more like yeah, they were more like statements, yeah. like long you know, statements. You, you, you know what? I mean, ever since that podcast, like my my wife has validation for everything she's been saying <laughs> about me for the last like eight years since we've known each other. That whole yammering. I'm just gonna make that my hashtag, Dan. That's all. You yammering. Guys, you guys are gonna be great. You're uh, you're credible. South Florida believes in you. You have journalistic. Uh, weight behind you you're hugely informed and uh you're gonna have a lot of fun doing the show so you guys are gonna be great i'm rooting for you and i'm positive that uh that everybody will embrace you you are you're good people to have in that spot how did you when you first started your show how did you deal with that sort of awkwardness and you know you guys were building something you didn't know what you were going to have and everything else and i know you i remember you saying you never didn't want you didn't want to look at the text uh line at all how did you deal with that awkwardness early on oh we were awful and <laughs> but you had to just hide from it like you gotta you gotta understand that you guys aren't gonna find your voice for six months and hopefully everybody has patience with you as you as you as you find it because we were really bad really bad uh for a long time we didn't know what we were doing and so it just it takes it takes a minute and you will be met with hostility because uh, you're doing different from what people are familiar with, and radio is intimate, and it's comfort, and it's what you're used to, and so you guys won't be us, and in six months, that'll be a good thing, but right now, that won't be a good thing, because uh, it's just different, and people recoil 
at different, but you'll you'll find it. You'll find where it is your voice is, and uh, and from there you'll 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 soar. No, I'm gonna do something to you that's gonna make you uncomfortable a little bit, but uh, I th- I think I speak for Israel and for a lot of the the people who've come up sort of behind you in this market. Um, George Sedano, a whole bunch of other people. Uh, I can't think of anybody who's been better to the sort of younger sports media in the market than you have. Um, and I. I feel very strongly about that no i'm yammering but i'm I'm praising but you know the whole thing but uh we appreciate it i know that you know a lot of the other people appreciate i don't know where you got it from i don't know if you got it from edwin who i remember being great to sort of all the younger writers when i was at the herald but uh it it is unique i think in this business the way and i and whenever anybody ever asked me about you uh, rather than your talent or anything that's the thing i say say first is that you've been a great resource for all of us who've been in this market for, for uh, now, at this point, a long time. Uh, you're right. It was hugely uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then uh, thank you. But thank you. Yes, Edwin Pope and a lot of people were good to me. That's all upbringing. Though. That's, uh, yeah, that's my mother. So thank you. Very kind. All right, well, I thank your mother. <laughs> I'll leave you with this one, Dan. Uh, have you rediscovered happy hours now? Is that what you're doing now that you have your late afternoons to yourself? We're so screwed up, um, uh, but I have developed the heroin habit. No, that's good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, just you know, I didn't have time for it before. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, seven thirty is never a good time for heroin, right? (laughs) Yeah, we are uh, we're a mess. Like we don't know what we're doing. Uh, Just it's we've been in that slot for so long that getting up in the morning is weird, and having afternoons to yourself is weird. So uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get used to it. We're not used to it. Dan, what time is Stu showing up? Uh, he hasn't been late yet. I expect him to be late, but man, is he mailing it in? Like he has <laughs> never mailed it in more than he's been mailing it in. It's amazing to watch. Um, he, he's like arrived at a finish line. Like he arrived today at eight thirty in the morning with a bag of gas station brownies. Like just, <laughs> just so gross. Like when I say mail it in, I don't just mean professionally, though. I mean that too. I mean at light. Like, <laughs> That's it. He's, he's sailing toward the finish line. He signed the new deal. He's just you know throwing his hands up in the air and celebrating. Well, you yes. know, we're bringing back the ticket talkback line for him. Just for him. Just for him. I mean, he's going to call every day and tell us how much he hates our show. No, but just, here's the thing, though. He's graduated. He, he was on five times yesterday on the Mike and Mike chatter line. Like, <laughs> he's, he was calling Mike and Mike's chatter line, like just leaving takes. I don't, um, yeah, he's a crazy person. All right. Well, Dan, thank you a lot for thanks a lot for calling in here, and again, thanks for moving because now we got a chance to do this. So uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, and, it took you, know, you long enough to decide. <laughs> I mean, both of us in there, pins and needles for like three weeks. Actually, just one of us. Okay, That'll be just you. me. Well, I didn't have a job. <laughs> now you do. Well, good, good luck, guys. Congratulations in South Florida. You uh, you're in good hands. Uh, they're going to take care of you. So uh, enjoy enjoy your afternoons. They're different. Uh, they're different in a good way from now on. Thank you, Dan. Really appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Take care.